Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Cutback Podcast, where we keep our head on a swivel to bring you our living room commentary on the latest and greatest from the world of sports and the business that surrounds it. I'm Ian Burley. I'm Colin Munns, and we're off and running. Colin, have you uh, finally released your grasp on our blue balls for this multi-week tease you've had us on? Uh, you know, I'm glad you asked. There has been a huge release, folks, uh, that's happened. And we finally have, after weeks and weeks of teasing it, uh, and weeks of weeks of messages requesting his presence, uh, Tom Bridger, back on the show. We're back, baby. Tom, welcome. COVID nearly killed me, but we're back, and we're ready to have <laughs> spicy, hot basketball and all things life takes. Yeah, COVID putting up Hall of Fame numbers in Canada, eh? It's doing digits everywhere. I mean, we went to a wedding, and more than 60 people after the wedding got COVID. Like, what kind of virality is that? Like, what is going on? <laughs> That's madness. And we, the whole family was one of them. So, you know, we're, we're battling back. Are we, are we entirely on the mend? No, I'm still, I'm still tired as shit. I still have like a little bit of a throat nose kind of issue, but, and this is day 10 for me. So it's, we got the, and I can't taste or smell very well at all. Like I totally lost it during it. And this, you know, this red wine's just getting through. I think that's honestly my biggest fear of potentially having like a symptomatic infection would be losing taste and smell. That would mm -hmm. be horrific. Because I look forward to eating every day. Like that's the breakup <laughs> of my day. Like, oh, I can't wait for dinner. I can't wait for like dessert. I can't wait for a snack after dessert. When you can't taste anything, it's useless. It's completely useless. Yeah, I don't like that one bit. Terrible. So we're dropping weight is what I'm hearing. I we're, think we're so, yeah. I'm, I'm no, my fighting weight needs to be at least 20 pounds. Every I like to be fighting weight at like 245. I'm in the upper weight class. I'm just throwing like right arms over my shoulder. <laughs> okay. I'm like a you bear. Are, uh, I tire very easily, that kind of thing. Kind of got a little Tyson Fury to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I've, he's, my, he's my boy. He's like my favorite fighter in a long time. I, I, we found this out the hard way. Even though he's called the Gypsy King, you can't say the word gypsy on this show. Uh, I found that out. So be careful. I won't From say who? It. Uh, there was there was a, a, a ring of U of O alums uh, or classmate, classmates that said we are banned from saying the word gypsy. So wow. classmates of ours? Yeah. Damn. Damn. Well, you said it like three times already. So yeah. I know. Eh? <laughs> Good luck. So, <laughs> I thought it was maybe when we caught the airwaves in London. <laughs> I, we okay. Well, shout him out, Tim. Uh, Tim brought us international. So now we are, folks. This is a, now a global podcast. Not just a national one. I mean, we do have stretched across North America with Tom, uh, but now we are we've crossed the pond and we're now in international waters. There you go. Yeah, tell this story, Colin. I don't know if the airwaves have heard it. Uh, so uh, many of you have heard. We have a, a longtime listener, first time caller, Tim Cl Tim Klitzmel listens to the show uh, regularly, and he uh, his wife is is across across the way in Europe, and he went over there, took a vacation to go visit her. Um, and I got a text or a Snapchat because you can't get a text when he's in Europe. Got a Snapchat from him. Just says, "Just drop the pod in in London <laughs> to on the news." And I'm like, "I'm like, excuse me." And he's like, "Yeah, I was on some news interview, and they asked me what I was listening to, and it was a podcast. And I told him the podcast name, and they're like, asked me what other podcast titles I like. And he's like, so I dropped the cutback. And <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So here we are. We we made it to London." Let's go. Local London news. Love to hear it. Absolutely love to hear it. Well, I can talk um, some England rugby if people want. Like it's you know it's ready to go. We were terrible. I mean, now that we've got, we were terrible. We've got a London nations. fan base. Exactly. You got to give people what they want. So, exactly. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we're. Pandering. I have no idea what rug like 
there's so many different forms of rugby, and I still have no clue what is what. Sevens. It's confusing. Sevens, fifteens, and then rugby league. There's three major types. Rugby league is just for the Bogans in Australia. No one else plays over them. We play rugby union, which is fifteen aside, and then rugby sevens is really like fourteen minute games. There's not a lot of like kicking or real scrummaging or real lineouts. It's a very different game. I, I, my mind is blown. I don't know what any of that meant. True. Yeah, you probably know what scrummaging or lineouts means. But yeah, I, I got a scrum. The scrum is where you lock mm-hmm. arms and yeah, yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. Eight dudes, but in sevens it's just three dudes, and like in rugby union it's like big fucking dudes, but in sevens it's these like. You're, like dudes like my size would be in the scrum. Which Tom, you're not a small human being yourself. I'll, so in in your rugby size. terms, I am. Like a prop, a prop is the big dude rugby. They're like the big guys you would think of on a rugby field, and they'll, you know, they would be a perfect prop is probably like six foot one, two hundred and eighty, eighty ninety pounds, like fat but like <laughs> strong, fat but strong. You know what I mean? So just an ox. Yeah, like an ox, like a guy whose legs are like as thick as like a my torso. Like, you know, that that's the kind of guy you want. And then you have a hooker in between him. A hooker needs to be someone who's Excuse like Excuse me? It's called a hooker. Yeah. Cuz they hook the ball back <laughs> with their foot in the scrum. Okay. They snap it. And good with hookers are like 5'10, 250, just these little brick shit houses. And that's good the fr- that's the front row of the scrum. Those are the the big boys, yeah. How do you even build those people? Well, the second rowers are the real big guys. Those guys in international rugby, they're like, you know, from 6'5 to 6'7, 6'8, like probably 285 pounds, just like horses. So so let me ask you this. Uh, mm. we, we peel on the curtain back a little bit. We do that regularly on the show. Um, we were talking off air in a warm-up uh, about uh, your son, Bowie, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. being a little larger. Um, are we training Bowie to be a linebacker, an NBA mm. center, or rugby prop? I'm kind of in between sports. I don't know if I want to make him like a PGA Tour player. Oh, I live I live oh. right next to a dual 18-hole Jack Nicklaus golf course, so that's always there. But, I mean, my dream would be, yeah, like a 6'6", athletic, small forward who's got like dribbling skills for the NBA. That's, that's I think, the number one mold we're going for. So, Bowie, when you're listening to this 18 years down the road, uh, yes. no matter what, your dad still probably loves you. You made Even it. If you aren't a 6 you, six You've made it. has been drafted. Congratulations, Bowie. <laughs> what if you just became a 6A enforcer defenseman for the Nuckies? I'd allow it. I'd be down with that. I, you know, he can, he can do anything he wants. He cannot even play sports, and I'd be like, you just do your thing. Did you play hockey growing up at all? No, I wasn't allowed. My parents are from from England, so like they didn't. They were like, "You're not playing hockey. We're not doing one. We're not doing five a.m. practices. Two. We're not paying for all that gear." So that was it was a non-starter. So can you skate at all? No, I can skate. Like I can skate around, but I can't. I can't skate backwards. I can't be doing like cuts and stuff. You know what I mean? Like you're probably yeah. you're a better skater than me. Ooh, I'm not great either. Any skating skill that I have comes from skiing. And yeah, and the, I can rollerblade a little bit. And, like things. yeah. It's tough though. Skating's tough. I like. I yeah. I was not. I did not grow up playing hockey at all. I don't have the ankles for it or the ice where I'm from. So uh, <laughs> true. <laughs> couldn't do it. Yeah, prohibitive. Uh, should we get right into some basketball talk? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is what the people come to listen to Tom for. Where do you want to start, Mister Munns? Um. Well, I I have kind of a, a theoretical talk. Um, or do we want to start with the playoffs? Where do we where do we want to start? I think those are my two big kind of points I wanted to, to dive into with Tom. 
Let's hit the theoretical first. Mm. All right. Let's do it. Let's start. Let's Warm start high up. level and we'll and we'll funnel it in. So um Tom, I've uh, been watching a little bit of basketball this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. nowhere near as much as you, but mm-hmm. I've been watching the NBA more than college basketball my entire mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um and I think in the last decade, particularly, uh, you look ten years ago, eight years ago, maybe even five years ago, realistically, it was as recent as that you would see the role, the value of a role player and the person that's filling what you would call a role player on an NBA mm-hmm. team was more of a veteran. It was an older guy on the team. It was, it right. was just a, a, somebody like a Trevor Ariza type model or a, mm-hmm. or a Jared Dudley type yeah, guys were yeah, yeah. role players. And yeah. then you, you, you look now and back then your, your youth guys, Usually, unless they were, you know, your LeBrons and your high-level picks, your usually top seven picks mm-hmm. would crack the rotation. But mm-hmm. if you weren't in that top seven, you were a down-the-bench guy, wait a year, Tom Thibodeau style, like right. you got to serve your time before yeah. you're in. Yeah. NBA now, it is amazing how quickly the rotations have expanded to the youth and that you're seeing that veteran guy kind of being phased out. Um mm. Are you seeing that that same thing, or or tell me why? And if so, why is that? I think there's a few reasons. I think a lot of like role playing players were they were usually like bigger wings. They were usually like guys who could handle themselves in the wings. And I think that position has become so much more athletic in recent years that you can't really come into the game as a unathletic or older wing and kind of do well so i think you it it, the game has just become so fast and transition oriented and three-point oriented and and you have to be able to defend multiple positions because all defenses are switching now so i think that's kind of prohibited a little bit these like jared dudley's from getting on the floor and like we saw jared dudley was like a power forward to end his career with like the lakers so it's the same kind of thing we see now where like it's more young guys who are coming off the bench like you know previously your your Jordan Pools or like your Bones Highland who's a rookie on on the Nuggets like he's coming off the bench getting like 10 12 points jacking threes you know but yeah more more recently like you I just don't think there's much of a much of a league for like these older guys who aren't either like complete knockdown shooters who can play smart defense and they probably defend down to the four there's just not as much of a a league for them anymore so I guess my follow-up question to that is, do you think we're going to start seeing, similar to the NFL, where you saw the length of players' careers kind of shrink or become shorter because I think veterans are kind of losing their roles uh, on teams? Do you think that that's going to cause, like, the average NBA career length to, to shorten? Yeah, it could. It could. I, you know, I hadn't really thought about that. But, I mean, it's it's certainly – the other thing is I think – the draft has become a lot better in that there are more draftable players. So you're constantly, these veterans are playing for their position where like dudes in the second round now are like much more often staying with a team versus like just getting cut right away or like not making it through training camp. I think that's going to continue to happen. I mean, obviously there's just up and down years for the draft. I think like this year is probably a bit of a down year, but there's a lot of years where there's just like a bunch of dudes where you're like, that's a role player in the NBA who can play 20 minutes a night. And like, like a Grant Williams from the Celtics, like that, yeah, that dude's a role player. And he came in, which was great last night. Um, that's the kind of guy that is still in these drafts in the second round. And then, yeah, like what, you know, 
he's going to play over Jared Dudley. He's going to play over Jamal Crawford. And yeah, the game has just changed a lot. Like it's, you know, you think about Jamal Crawford, like he has the skill to be playing like same with Michael Beasley, but they have, they could, they could drop. (laughs) Don't laugh. Don't laugh. They could drop like 15, 17 points easy any night of the week, but they just like, don't play enough defense. Plus teams are so hell bent on growing young talent that like, Hey, yeah any of the bottom 10 teams this year could have signed either of those guys and they could have scored 15 points a game, but it was like, what, what's the point? Like I'd rather use that to, you know, I'm incentivized to lose and I'd rather use that time to like develop young talent, which is fair enough. And that's also part of the problem, right? It's like a lot of these role players, older role players, why, why not just like aim more at the lottery, you know, lose some games and, and try some young guy out. Well, and, and how much of it comes down to contract as well? That's something that we hear about in the NFL all the time, where if your choice is a guy in the NFL who has to, at the very least, make veteran men or mm-hmm. a guy who's a rookie or who's young, who's half the cost, a lot of teams are going to take the chance because they know what they're going to get out of the mm-hmm. veteran men mm-hmm. player who's player 40 to 56 yeah. on the roster. And they're like, we'll take our shot with the guy who's, half the cost mm-hmm. is, do you think that comes into the nba at all or is it more about yeah. that defense yeah i i think so i think that definitely comes into play and also if you're you know young and unproven you're probably gonna hustle a bit more play harder defense uh like i think about like miami and they're a really good team and also have these dudes who are like undrafted dudes like max Struess and like previously duncan robinson before he made a ton of money and like uh gabriel vincent like these dudes who they're making no money, but they're, they're rotation players. And like, that's, if you can do that, then you can go ahead and pay at a buyer with a ton of money. You can pay Lowry, you can pay Butler. And like, that's a, and that's like what the Lakers didn't have, right. It's like, they had these huge contracts, but the rest of their players, just these trash old dudes because they didn't strike it rich on any of these, un, like Austin Reeves was okay for them, but he can't be like a big player for the Lakers. Like they need to have these younger and that's the whole thing is like they're too old or too old or too old like it hurt them too that Kendrick Nunn just like didn't play all year with a bone bruise in his knee which is ridiculous but like when you're that old and don't have youth and athleticism like you're gonna lose so like the, the it's too fast in the game like the Lakers are a really perfect example of like why like I don't if it wasn't for the Lakers like Avery Bradley should not have been in the NBA Kane, Kent Bazemore should not be in the NBA Trevor Ariza should not be in the NBA like they just had a boatload of dudes, so like had no no reason to be in the NBA. And just put them all together, and it was just, they were slow and like didn't play defense and always injured. Like it's a recipe to fail. So which came first, though? <clears throat> like going off like Ian's contract talk, because mm-hmm. I think now you're also seeing a lot. You're a smaller chunk of players taking up more of your cap, your entire cap as a mm-hmm, team, mm-hmm. and so you're you're forced into like having these youth or like young guy or veteran guys on yeah. know, minimum minimum contracts. So and you and gone are the days of the mid level exception where you've got mm-hmm. like trying to fit guys in the middle. Mm-hmm. And instead it's just we're gonna pay three guys a crap ton of money and then just figure out the rest kind yeah. of strategy. I think yeah, I, I think I think it's a bit of both, right? And like I do think there is something to like everyone wants to form a super team now and like yeah that's gonna be two to three max contracts. And then the thing also that's changed is you know, like the Bruce Bowens of the world, these like really good role players. Now they're demanding like starter money. You know what I mean? Because to be a role player, you you you, you think you deserve starter money. So that's another part of it. Yeah. So if you can get a guy in a rookie contract who's like 
or like some of these crazy deals they sign dudes to like a like a two-year two-year contract and you actually get like a lot of run out of the guy but he's under a he's under a he's under a G League contract for two years as a two-way player these two sorry two-year two-way deals which are crazy and like a bunch of guys have signed them it's just the worst deal in the world but if you actually play well and you're under that deal like they are paying you like less than like four hundred thousand dollars a year to be like a rotation player, which is like crazy. I wish I could get to the day where I'm making four hundred thousand a year. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get seriously. there. <laughs> it seemed like as, as like an outsider, and as you were describing the Lakers, the Lakers were like the guy who played fantasy basketball like ten years ago, hasn't paid attention to <laughs> right, yeah. rejoined the league, and was like. I remember this guy. I, I remember Avery this guy. Bradley? I remember oh, this yeah, guy. he was great with the Celtics. Let me hit that. Like, Trevor that's Ariza. what it seemed like, you know? Is that oh, LeBron? Like, that's all, GM, that's all GM LeBron. Yeah, I mean, LeBron, as we know, is like an absolutely horrendous GM. Like, so bad. <laughs> and it's funny because that's like really big in contrast to Draymond Green. I was reading an article. I think it was today or yesterday. COVID brain. I don't know the days so well. But like, look. <laughs> He, um, Draymond was the one who told Bob Myers to pull the trigger on Jordan Poole at like 20 whatever pick. He was like, pick Jordan Poole. Trust me. Trust me. Picked him. He's been incredible. He also told them to pick Kaminga at uh, seven and then pick Moses Moody at 13. He said both those picks ahead of time. He texted Bob Myers like Kaminga and like my, and Moody and he picked both of them. And both those guys are going to be like really good. Kaminga was like really good this year. And so he's actually a good GM and a good drafter. Whereas we know with LeBron, like he was the one who was saying like Shabazz Napier was going to be a star and like got the heat to draft Shabazz Napier. He lasted like two years, three years in the league. And like, you know, he's in Cleveland. He was a terrible GM, which just brought in the worst players in LA. Both he's times. terrible. Both times. Yeah. He needs to, he needs to like have nothing to do with managing the team. Just let Polinka do it. Polinka is not a very good GM though. Like he got Davis, but that's like, you know, one blockbuster trade. You got to be good at filling out a team. So I'll be very interested to see what they do this summer. I mean, they're going to desperately try to get rid of Russ. I don't Wait, are we ready to say that him. the Lakers – I mean, yes, the Lakers won the championship or whatever, and, you know, I'll put an asterisk next to it because it was the bubble, bubble. championship. But but are we ready to say the Lakers won that trade? Like, I don't know. I've seen a lot of – did they? Like, probably not. They probably didn't win that trade. I mean, like, right. Brand, so I, don't think, I don't think – Yeah, I mean, Ingram's a stud. Points. Ingram's a stud. They lost multiple firsts. Um, Lonzo's a stud when he's healthy. Josh Hart's a good role player. I mean, and and it led to them like losing Caruso, which was like so stupid on their part. I cannot like it's that was so short sighted. Just pay him a little bit more money than you offered him. He wanted and to stay. New Orleans was in the is in the playoffs. Like, exactly. I mean, yes, that's not winning a championship. And but they New took Orleans a, is and they trending and they this just way. and they just took a game off Phoenix. You're right. Wild. Wild. (laughs) Booker's out. Middleton's out. This shit might be wild. Like, this this is going to be a – like, we might see some upset. I mean, I was saying to Ian before you came on, like, could Chicago beat Milwaukee somehow? Like, would that – that would be insane. Well, you you segued us like a true champion would into mm. the playoffs. So so let's start there. Mm-hmm. Do you now that we have these injuries coming coming down? Obviously, Luca started us, uh, and then you yeah, got brutal. Would you, Chris Middleton, Devin Booker, et cetera, Scott, et cetera, et cetera. Scotty Barnes on the Raptors. So Scotty Barnes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Rappies are done. Um, but do do you do you think? <laughs> I'm like, eh, we'll see. Not. <laughs> um, 
do you do you have any first round uh, upsets like chucking Milwaukee? Do you see it happening? No, I don't. I think Giannis is too good. I think Giannis is the best player in the world. Um, I, I I mean, I'm I'm happy with the fact that New Orleans took a game off of Phoenix. Like, I, I like Phoenix, but that's that's crazy to me. I think I've been uh, you know general sentiments. I've watched I've watched every playoff game. You know, I'm somehow getting away with watching two playoff games a night somehow. Uh, I say it's for work, but like, <laughs> I'm kind of surprised how well the Celtics have done. I mean, it's both been at home, so that's something, but fuck, Durant has been bad and like Kyrie has been up and down and they have no depth and like, I don't know, I kind of had a higher, I thought Brooklyn would do better. Like they, they finished the season really well and I thought maybe they would carry that over, but you know, Boston's got the number one man-to-man defense in the league like ISO ISO defense and that's all they're doing right is that they're just giving it to KD just two dribbles pull up and like they are stopping it they have the best ISO D in the league and all they're doing is ISO like I saw a stat that Kevin Durant had one screen for him ran yesterday one that's insanity and then he went 0 for 10 in the second half and it's like but that's that's the, that's the flip side of this is that if he hits four of those three three of them which is low for him they win that game and then it's a one-one series, or and they, you know, or it's or it's a, a two-zero series for Brooklyn. Like these games have been really close, so I'm not going to rule Brooklyn out until they lose at home. But I thought I expected more from them. I think the Heat look really good. I think they, I think it'll be them and Milwaukee. Can is that even possible for them to be in the conference final? I think so. Yes. Uh. They would play... Or do they play... Does Milwaukee play the winner of Boston-Brooklyn? Well, Milwaukee's the three seed. Yeah, yeah, Miami's the one. Miami and... and Miami's the one. Boston's the two? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so Boston would play Milwaukee. And I think... Milwaukee's look bad, man. And I like... They have have no Middleton, right? They have no Middleton. So that's huge. Like, they can't, you know... They're not really. I don't. Yeah, that's that's the regular the season. Though. They were. They look so good. They look so. Yeah, good. and they also like took nights off in the regular season, which you do as the former champion. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I think if Middleton gets healthy, I still kind of favor them over Miami. But Miami just has this weird chemistry, and then you throw Boston in the mix, and even though they lost Robert Williams, like they've been really impressive getting two wins like that. So I think it's one of those three teams to get out of the East. I've been really impressed with. The Warriors, they look just dangerous. And now Steph's getting healthy and Jordan yeah. Poole's an absolute beast. And like Draymond is playoff Draymond. And they're they're scary. Um, I think they have a good chance of making the conference finals because no one else has really blown me away in the West. I mean, I, I've been surprised how well Minnesota's done. And they're up yeah, I mean, big. Those things are down a half. At, right yeah, they're, they're up, you know, they're up seven and a half here. So. I've been impressed with them. I think they could go two on up in the series, which has surprised a lot of people. And obviously with Dallas and Utah, Dallas is scraped considering they have no Doncic. So that's a thin team without Doncic. I think he's, I think Doncic is just hands down like a top, you know, six, seven, five, six guy in the league. And if they could squeak out a win tonight, maybe get Doncic back game four. That'd be, that'd be huge. Is Timmy Hardaway playing tonight? No. Cause he's been out the first two games as well. No, he's, he's still out. I don't think, he's a, I mean, he's also a big part of their it's, offense. It's, yeah, he's he's like at least fifteen points a night, like you know, up to where, like up to eighteen points a night. Oh, actually, no, he's not listed on the injury report. 
That's interesting. Okay, so maybe maybe he is going to be back tonight because that would be really big for them. And maybe that's why Utah's still an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. That's insane. What? Isn't it in Dallas? No, it's in Utah. Dallas was a higher seed. Oh, that's, wow. That's the I other messed up thing. Is they lost two at home, which is really tough. Oh, sorry, they lost one at home, which is tough. Like, to split at home is tough. Yeah. I thought the Mavs were the uh, lower seed in that one. As in the underdogs. Yeah, I mean, and if we want to talk about the Rappies, you know, which everyone does, <laughs> we got screwed. Like, Scotty Barnes was, like, so good in game one. He gets injured. Gary Trent had the flu for game one and didn't play game one, barely played game two. Last night was bullshit. Like, we finally got <laughs> we finally got the whistle our way. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the free throw numbers in the first two games. Absolutely ridiculous. Anything that comes near and beat it is called foul. And we at least had the whistle last night and we lost on a bullshit three-pointer. But you know what? We have a championship and they don't. So stuff it, Carlos. (laughs) (laughs) I also thought it was funny that uh, the internet immediately took. Yeah, it's not the same. That's not the same. You won game three in in a sweep series probably. Like we had a game winner five times off the freaking rim to beat you in the series in game seven. Like get out of here. Go to the finals. Exactly. Get out of here. Yeah, but they. Uh, I did like that the internet immediately Shh. went there. So as we <laughs> sit today, we've every series has played at least two games. We're mm-hmm, moving into game mm-hmm. three of series. Some game threes have been played. Maybe actually only one game three has been played. Um, yeah, just Philly and, and the Rappies. Mm-hmm. Who do you like in the finals? And who do you like to win for all of us? I think I think that's something that people want to hear from all three of us. I mean, this whole this this Chris Middleton news kind of throws me off, but it's really tough. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of coward out and say it's gonna be Miami versus Golden State, and Golden State is gonna win in the finals. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. I, I don't feel crazy. good about it. I don't feel good about that at all because it actually is really wide open this year. But that's what I'm going to throw out there. Jan, do you want to go? Yeah, sure. I'll go. I mean, I'm I'm sticking – I think last week Colin and I talked about it a little bit. I'm sticking with Golden State at mu- as much as it like physically mm-hmm. and emotionally pains me to say mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sticking with Golden State coming out of the West. It is cool to see Jordan Poole yeah. play and, and dominate. So I'm sticking with them out of the West. Ooh, I'm also worried about the Bucks. I mean, I've been hard on the Bucks. I got multiple futures bets on the Bucks. <laughs> like a thousand dollars on the Bucks. <laughs> I've got a lot of money on the Bucks to win. Um, but these first two games Yikes. have been probably the worst games they I've seen. Barely them play. won game one, and like DeRozan was terrible. And like game two, they just yeah, straight up lose. Like it's and now they have no Middleton. Like that's that's really concerning. So, so I'm nervous about that. And like you said, um, the thing about Boston and Miami that has really surprised me because I hadn't seen them play mm-hmm, much. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that Boston was like under 500 at the All-Star break or something. They were the best team after the All-Star break by far. They were the best team in the league after the All-Star break. So like you said, their defense is impeccable. They mm-hmm. got dudes who play like Bulldogs, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And watching the Heat, I know the Hawks are the Hawks, and you know they're a different level of team than than the mm-hmm. Hawks or somebody else would be, but like 
the Heat are locking people the fuck down as well. Like PJ Tucker is a big piece of that team, I think. Yeah, like, they make Trey look like nothing, man. They make Trey look like he's like it's crazy. Like we saw Trey, we saw Trey in the playing games, and he's just going nuts and he's doing his shimmies and all this. And then he plays the Miami Heat, and it's just like nah. Like you're getting Ooh. put in a torture chamber. Like first game he had what like eight points or something. Yeah, and and the craziest thing is like people sleep on Jimmy Butler, man. Like. I think it was Draymond who said, "Like there are eighty-two. Not on this games. show. We don't. There's we don't sleep on Jimmy G buckets here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's eighty-two <laughs> player games and there's sixteen player games, like playoff versus regular season. And Jimmy yeah. Butler is a fucking sixteen player game. Like he is so good in the playoffs. He's an unbel- He's a he's a first team all defense, and like he can actually score when he wants to and just be dog ball. And like he's the kind of scorer you want in the playoffs who will, like just grind you a bucket in the half court offense and. He can pass. He's one of the best defenders in the league. Like he is the he is the reason that Miami is so good. Yeah, plus Adebayo, plus Lowry, plus you know, yeah, Miami hero off the bench team. and Struess and you know Oladipo can't even get in the court and he's like not. Duncan, you know, I mean, it's crazy. Except except I've got beef to a bone to pick with Spolstra because Duncan game one goes for what twenty eight, twenty nine, in eight threes, and plays seven minutes in game two and doesn't it's take crazy. a single shot. It's crazy. So, but all of this to say, I think I have to stick to my guns and to my money. Mm-hmm. I'll keep the Bucks in there. I'll keep the Bucks winning. However, I did put a futures bet on Jordan Poole to win the NBA Finals MVP at wow. plus forty two hundred today. Wow! 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 Because <laughs> if they make it and he keeps putting up twenty five plus, it's not why the fuck not? It's not crazy. It's could you plus forty two hundred? Yeah, that's that's had to. Why not throw a couple few few shekels at that? Jeez, that's wild. <laughs> he, he bucked at it. He wore number two at Michigan, if I recall correctly. Two mm-hmm. is my favorite number. Exactly. It's two it's to meant win to be. More. It's meant to be. Sign me up. I'm in. It's if the Warriors be. gotta win it, give me a win alongside. I yeah. oh, I like it. I like I, it. I, I just I can't swallow the Warriors winning it, man. Like I I, I, I could. I like it. they're without KD, I they're they're a natural team. Like they didn't do anything crazy. Like they they drafted all these dudes. Like I want I, I can be happy for that. No, I just I, – I, I, one, I can't be happy for him because I, the Golden State fan is turning quickly transforming into the Showtime Lakers fan. Right. Like, e- very equal. And so I'm more so cheering against their fan base than I am the actual mm-hmm. team. And uh, to be honest, I do like Clay Thompson and, and Steph Curry. I think they're, they're great. probably the, Draymond's the two like best – genius. I hate Draymond Green. Can't stand Come him. Come on. Like, He's a genius. Can't stand him. No, I will never call him. He's that a basketball genius. If he was, a, if he was a genius, he would have gone to Michigan. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, but uh, I ultimately, I, if you listen to the show last week, I, I'm going to be a flip flopper here because mm. the Devin Booker news really mm. changes my mm. my outlook Fair on enough. things. Um, so I was really high on Phoenix, um, but I think I got to walk that back now. So I'm now going to walk it back to the point that I say the Eastern Conference Finals is now the finals. Uh, there you go. And it's Miami-Boston is going to be the the Eastern Conference Finals, that, which will determine the champion. Um, so I don't Who's give a shit be? who comes out of the West. I don't give a shit who comes out of the West. My finals pick is Miami-Boston. But who wins? Uh, man, I, Miami's good. I think Miami's the most re- well-rounded team, but I think Boston is the most, like, gritty resolve. You got to like pick you one. Said, uh, give me Miami. I'm okay. going well-rounded. Okay. 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 But, I like it. So we got three different picks. We got Bucks, Dubs, and Heat. 
or across the board. I like that. I like it. Yeah, it's anyone's, anyone's a one, game. A two and a three seed? Or are the Warriors also a three seed? Warriors are a two seed, I believe. Uh, no. Uh, no. No, they're a three. I have two. They're the three. Three. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Crazy. I'm excited to watch that Warriors uh, Nuggets game tonight. I think that'll be a good game. Yeah, I'm We're just exciting. Hoping I can watch that. This is usually my prime watching hours while Bo is still awake. Actually no, and then I, and then I'll watch a full game after Bo goes to sleep. So that'll be the Nuggets game. So like we got that. it. We got um it. let's let's kind of backtrack a little bit just to the regular season. Mm-hmm. Uh Tommy, as we know, is maybe the most prolific watcher of basketball. It's a curse. This Ever. side of of the Prime Meridian. It's okay. a curse, yeah. <laughs> the Prime uh, Meridian. <laughs> or this side of the Tropic of Cancer. How, how many of the hundreds of thousands literally jumped on their phone and are typing in Prime of Meridian right now to figure out what that is? <laughs> my brain was was racking my <laughs> no, but So regular season, the only thing I took away from it was I was all in on the Bucks. Okay, that's, right, that's right. Where I was yeah, that's that's yeah. And I thought Giannis was the MVP. Mm. I thought he kind of got a little bit of a shaft uh, in terms of defensive player of the year. Mm. Um, and I loved Cade Cunningham as rookie mm. of the year. Mm. What yeah. were your kind of takeaways from the regular season, from a team standpoint, from some yeah. of these awards? Yeah. Some of which have been named and, and, and they're bullshit which already. Right. That I think it's already bullshit. Yeah, it's already bullshit. Are these already... awards are terrible. I mean, my MVP would have been Jokic. Um, I think he had a better season than last season. He had less to work with, with no Jamal Murray and no Mike Porter Jr. Um, for me, which is, yeah, I would have gone Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, one, two, three. I think the no biggest. No love for Devin Booker? No. Oh. He plays one side of the ball. Like, you're not going to be an MVP for me if you play one side of the ball. Unless you're like, unless you're like, take your leading score in the league, leading is like, which he's not. He's great. He's great. Don't get me wrong. But he's not MVP. Um, and then if you look at, I know you guys are probably griping about Jordan Poole not being in the most improved race, which is crazy because like he's definitely the winner of that award, which is insane to me. Like Darius Garland was a top five pick. Um, like John Morant shouldn't have been in there. He's a number two pick. Like what, what are we doing here? And then DeJounte Murray. No, it hasn't been announced yet. DeJounte, he won it last year. DeJounte Murray. Yeah, he really. Uh, Jonte Murray is the only one I. He should. I will he should win. I mean, if it's not going to be Jordan Poole, it should be him. But I mean, Jordan Poole should have been the finalist. But whatever. Who cares about that? I thought Defensive Player of the Year was kind of bullshit. It should not have gone to Marcus Smart. Like it should have gone to Bam Adebayo or Michael Bridges. Um, Bridges is a more versatile defender. Adebayo can guard like one through five. I thought I thought Smart was the worst choice of. The, I don't even think he should have been a finalist. I think it should have been Giannis. Um. Yeah, I would have gone with probably Bridges, and then I think Rookie of the Year should be Scotty Barnes. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, why not? I right? don't think it should be Evan Mobley. I don't think it should be Evan Mobley. He didn't play enough. He was always injured. Scotty's playing eighty games out there. He's fifteen, eight, and three and a half with a block and a steal. And he, you know, as I think was broadcasted on this podcast, I was not happy with the Scotty pick after it happened. Because I want, I wanted Jalen, I wanted Jalen Suggs, but like you can't blame me. He didn't do anything at Florida State. He was off the bench. He would like he didn't know his role, but 
fuck, man, the Raptors are so good at drafting and identifying talent. I just have to believe in them from now on because they obviously saw something in him that were like, this dude can start for us right away and be like an all-star in this league. And like, I couldn't have been more wrong. And he's obviously developed a lot, but like, he's a stud, like an absolute stud. What are your thoughts on Cade? Cade's a stud. Cade's like an app. He's a future seven time all-star plus like he's he's so good and i was not even worried at all at the start of the season i think i even texted you like i'm like don't worry about Cade's slow start like he's he's gonna be fucking really good because he started so badly especially from three and stuff and then in the last you know three and a half four months three and a half months of the season he was like a 25 and five every night and that's like record-breaking kind of numbers like he's he's a really really good player and the, and the pistons who I like are, you know, Sadiq Bay is a really good player. He had that one crazy game. Um, B. Stu's okay. Like, he's probably not what's a long-time starter, but, like, he's definitely someone who's, who's a rotation player. And then you're probably going to get, like, Jabari Smith, Chet, Paolo, or Jaden Ivey next year, which is, like, massive. So Detroit's in a good so, spot. So, Tom, I know you, you, you know Ian's a Pistons guy. Mm-hmm. I'm a Rockets guy. I think, I think Jalen mm-hmm. Green – uh, kind of fit the same. Jalen Green was really described. good. He made me a lot of money. Always um, bet the over on Jalen Green points at the end of the season and over on threes, and he was print money for you. Uh, so let me ask you: better uh, both the Rockets and Pistons were at the bottom of their respective mm-hmm, conferences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, who's got the who? Which of the two of us should be more optimistic about the future? You know what? I think. It pains me to say a little bit, but I think Houston has a more optimistic future. I think. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I thought that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> no, I mean, fuck. I think Jalen Green is going to be like a 25 point a game scorer. Um, if Kevin Porter can just keep his head and like someone can keep that guy Which under is control. A if. And I think it's if. more, I think it's more likely he doesn't succeed in the league because of his personality issues. But if he can, he's a really good player. Shangun is like really good. Like Shangun is gonna be like, like he's gonna be like a mini Jokic. I swear to I swear to you. Like he's so young. He's one of the youngest players in the league. And he was like really impressive this year. I think in like two, three years, he'll be averaging, you know, like high teens, nine rebounds, five assists. Like one of those, like, you know, a he mix needs, between he like more sand in his shorts. Yeah, he's gonna be a mix between like Vucevic and Jokic. Like maybe not like as good as he's Jokic, not, he's big. he has to get bigger. Like he's, he's which like is six it? ten, isn't he? No, yeah, no he's. I don't mean bigger. Like oh, wide. I mean, yeah, he's like, he's like eighteen. And a half. He's like nineteen years old. He'll get a lot bigger. But he's he's a stud. Josh Christopher, I kind of liked what he gave. He's going to be like a little bit of a microwave guy. Um, I'm a big Usman Garuba guy. I think he's going to be like a decent player in this league. He just needs a bit more burn and like needs to mature a little bit more in his game. But I thought that was a cool pick. Uh, and then, but it's honestly really close because like the Pistons obviously have Cade and Bay, Beef Stew, uh, Diallo. Mar- yeah, Diallo's okay. Marvin Bagley, who like, hey, maybe, maybe he played. He played pretty well for them. I mean, it's a garbage kind of end of the league kind of stuff, but he had he had some nights. So I think it's pretty close. But I give maybe a slight edge to Houston. But it'll really depend on who they draft. They both draft this this summer. Which is a beautiful segue. Mm-hmm. Uh, both these teams are probably going to be at the top, top four picks between yeah. the two of them. Yeah, yeah, um, you'd think so. So, so uh, let's just play the game like mm-hmm. last year. Rockets mm-hmm. Pistons go one mm-hmm. two again. Right. Who you got? I, I, it, it's funny. Like I'm a huge draft guy, and it's 
it's rare when you have years like this where like I really don't know who the top pick is going to be. I think it really comes down to you know Chet, Jabari Smith, or Paolo Banquero. And I don't know. Like the tournament itself was not super inspiring. Like I don't watch as I watch more tape after the season's over than watching like games of college basketball other than March Madness. And you know, I think they all showed their flaws a little bit in March Madness, where like Chet wasn't really a main piece, but like you could see the potential there and you could see the defense potential, the shooting and the dribbling, and you know, he will put on some weight and he's a unicorn. So that's that's gonna attract a lot of teams. And then there's Jabari Smith, who like is this incredibly smooth shooting, you know, six nine, six ten, uh has some defensive potential, but like, you know, maybe he's not quite a superstar maybe he's like a little bit better like Richard Lewis in the league you don't really know and then there's and he didn't have a super inspiring you know NCAA tournament Auburn got bounced pretty early and he didn't have anything to really do to save them and then you have Paolo who is very polished on the offensive end and like can really play inside out and you know he's kind of got like a Carmelo Anthony Jabari Parker type build and but at the same time, it's like he's not a good defender. He showed he could distribute a lot more at the end of the season. That was a worry at the start. He just wasn't like – he had like no assists. And his assist turning ratio was terrible. And then he started passing a lot more. So I think the game is coming to him. But at the same time, everything you heard before he went to Duke was like, this guy is an absolute stud. Like he is a first-round pick. So I think it was me. I'd probably go between Chet and Paolo and let someone else roll the dice on Jabari. Um but it'll be one of those three. I think if I had a gun to my head, I'd probably go Chet just because Ooh, like, okay. just because if it's like a, if it's a kind of a, a, it's not a very strong draft. It's really not. And it's heavy top four. And then it like after four is just like, you're lucky. You're going to be lucky to find an all, a one-time all-star, I think. So I would probably go chat, just take a home run swing, but because Paolo's going to have a good career, be somewhere between like, you know, Carlos Boozer and, you know, Carmelo Anthony Light, but, and Jabari might be quite good, but I, I'd take the home run swing on Chet. Who would you want the Rockets to get, Colin? I honestly, Chet was who I was hoping for. I think he would fit the Rockets style. Yeah, and you could play him and Shangun together. Exactly, which is what you we've struggled with with Christian Wood and Shingun together. And Wood's gone. Wood's gone this summer. Like, oh, for sure. I mean, it would be uh, nice if the Pistons kept him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it probably would have, but like, he didn't really fit the timeline. I also think he's a bit of a head case. Like, I, he's not a guy I'd want on my team. Like, he's got like, the whole the whole thing about Christian Wood like coming up. Like, he was a five star prospect going into in, into college, and he had so much skill, but he was a head case, and it's like a classic. Houston attractee like they, that's what they look for in all their players like we're the take, Dallas Cowboys of the NBA like you picked Royce White all those years ago like massive head like you're just willing to take these shots on super skilled <laughs> kids and like yeah I mean honestly it's funny like Detroit kind of is too like Detroit's a place where like all right you are good in EYBL like you are good in AAU like we'll take you like Hami Diallo Bagley you know Killian uh, Killian Hayes kind of sucks I'm kind of sad about that pick yeah Killian Hayes is still only like 20 years old. He's super young still, and I still hope he can do it. But like he was like one of the worst starters in the NBA this year, like pretty easily. And we took him at like seven or something. It's yeah, funny that yeah, too he, high. We kind of go Chet Paolo. Mm-hmm. Colin would like Chet. I hope the Pistons get Paolo. Like yeah, I, I mean it's a, I mean having him and um, Jalen Green on a team like that's 
those are like two 20, I mean, Jalen probably 25 and him probably a 20 plus score within a few years. So like that's, that's 55 points a night from two dudes. And then you get a couple dudes who can play defense in there. And that's the start of like a really good team. So let me ask you this because I, I mean, who knows the draft is a lottery. Obviously mm-hmm. the Pistons mm-hmm. could end up at three or four. Yep. They could end up outside of that. Like who mm-hmm. the fuck knows? Um, I think Jaden Ivey is a good player, obviously. Like, yeah, I think he's a good player. I got to see him a lot being in the Big Ten. Right. Um, what I get confused about, and and I'm curious about your take on, is to me, even watching Cade in college and seemingly what he's done with the Pistons is like, that dude's a killer. Mm-hmm. He's a ball in hand, scorer, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Yeah. It seems like Jaden Ivey is kind of the same way-ish. Like, that yeah. was the majority of his college game. So, like, if you're the Pistons and you're at four, mm-hmm. and Jaden Ivey is the guy who, like, you take him. You probably got to take. You have to take him. How does that work from a, from a like, personnel standpoint? Right. I think I'm, I'm always of the mindset of, like, you take the best player available, especially when you're shaking. Like, you, you figure it out later. And, like, either of those players would be like a huge draft asset down the line. And like, realistically, you're not winning games in the next two years. You're not going to, you're not going to win a you know, playoff series in the next two years. So why not just let them both figure it out? They can take turns a little bit. Like maybe it'll probably help Cade and help Ivy because then they both, you know, have to be spot up shooters more and play off the ball. So you just, you just take them both. And like, yeah, it's a four person draft. So like after four, I feel bad for that. If a you know, a really shitty team, like, a Houston or Orlando or Pistons, if they fall out to the top four, like that's it. Or or Oklahoma City, that's like a huge gut punch. Because those are the top four based on those record, are the top right? four. Yeah, those are the top the bottom four. So I mean I'd be I'd like to see Oklahoma City get like Chet. I think that would be a really cool spot for him. And just like let him play with like Shea Gildas Alexander and and like Lou Dort and Pokashevsky and like all these super young dudes and just let him go crazy. So they, they have another like top they have another lottery pick, like top 12 or something. So they're going to get some talent in. And they'll take big swings, so they always do. They do. A, they, the dude, was that who you said? Pokashevsky. Yeah, yeah. He's it was like They took him like, what, 12 or 13 last year? Yeah, would, like, crazy high. Yeah, he's like, and he's he's wild. Like, I sometimes watch Oklahoma City games. Like, they're not on TV a lot. But what I do, like, this dude has just all the confidence in the world. And he's like, yeah, he like thinks he's like Steve Nash at 6'11", just like shooting crazy stuff. Like, behind, like and same with Shingun, kind of like behind the back passes and all this wild oh, stuff. Oh, Shingun does it too. They're these crazy European dudes who just like, they just play a different, a different, Shingun's a nut. Like he's a nut. He does not splits and stuff Shingun before game. Shingun will fake like, left and shoot it. Like he's faking left, but yeah. he'll shoot it with his off hand, the, uh, like not yeah. looking at the rim. And he's like doing the splits on the court before the game. It's like 6'10", 250 pound dude. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? And, there's yeah. no way Shingun's 250. No free. I bet way. he's 250. He's 6'10, man. No way. I'm I was 6'4, right 240 a lot long ago. Like, the dude definitely. Had... <laughs> Come on. And you could, you could put your uh, your leg above your head. Exactly. It's me and Shingun are on the same kind of brainwave, you know? Yeah, he's. Doesn't he's... that poacher Chesky dude weigh like 165? Nothing. Yeah, he weighs nothing. He's 243. He's listed. Yeah. So me and Shingun are almost the same, almost the same weight, you know? Similar play. Well, are you? I've never seen you and Alperin Shingun in the same room. I will say that. Not many people have. Not many people have. And look, you know, if they did, they were on a basket. They were on the NBA court. So you don't think there's going to be anybody that comes out of this? Jer- I mean, 
I would suppose there there will have to be somebody who comes out of the draft mm. in the later first round or in the second round who does something, but it's yeah. not easy for you to identify who it could be. Well, Shaden Sharp is a really interesting one. He's a Canadian kid who, if you're not up to turn up to date, he was able to he should have been high school senior this year, but he was able to finish early and then he joined Kentucky in the spring. And Kentucky could have played him, but John Calipari chose not to for whatever reason. But he was the number one prospect in the class below and then reclassified. And as of today, he he is going to the NBA draft. He's going to be someone who didn't play a minute of college basketball. I just based off his high school and AAU and EYBL stuff. He's going to be a top seven pick, I would guess. And he's a stud. Like he could easily be a multi-time all-star and like a really big swing. Uh, he's like a six-six shooting guard. He's Canadian. Um yeah, he's a he's a stat. I've seen him play for the U nineteen team. He was really he was our best player, and he was like a year and a bit young for the team. And yeah, he's he's the real deal. So I think he's a guy that not playing one minute could go as high as fifth in the draft. Wow. What do you think? Uh, speaking of guys who, well, I mean, this is a completely different situation. What do you think about Amani Bates? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's entered the transfer portal. I think. You know, he was a guy who really peaked in grade 10 and then he had some issues where like he had to go to multiple different schools and his dad created that like prep school for him, which was really strange. I don't think he got to play against good competition enough and his game really kind of sputtered and he didn't get better. And you see that a lot with these like phenom kids like grade nine, like like 2028 number one pick. And it's, you know, a lot of them just don't make it. And that's just, you know, it is what it is for multiple factors, but you know, he's obviously going back to school, which he had to because he wasn't actually eligible to be drafted this year. He was too young. I don't know where he's going to go. I'm really interested to see where he's going to go. That's not Memphis. Like, I'm imagining it'll still be a pretty good school because he's still obviously got potential. But, I mean, I'm, I, I'm also glad that he couldn't get drafted this year because I'm sure he, sure he would have been the kind of guy who's like, I'm entering the draft. And then he goes like, you know, 47th pick and like – Blue King. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. And it's just like a terrible decision. So, yeah, I think it's good he's going back to school. Maybe he can get on with the program where, like, he's got more of a established role and less pressure on him and then can go out and maybe get drafted next year or the year after. Yeah, a lot of people around here, because he's from Michigan, he mm-hmm. went to Yips. Yeah. He's from Ypsilanti, which right. is on the road from Ann Arbor. Heard of it. He was a big, like, He was going to go to Michigan State, State yeah. So people think he's going to transfer there. I don't think he'll do that. No, I don't think so. I, I obviously don't know shit about him, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, it feels like he'll try to transfer somewhere where he can be the number one guy. You'd think so. You'd think so. But I don't really know if anyone would make him a number one guy. Like, he's not established enough, is he? You know? But, like, could he go to a mid – I mean, he probably wouldn't want to go to a mid-major, but could he go to, like, a mid-tier mm. power five or power seven, whatever it is in college basketball, a fucking Arizona State or yeah. you know, somewhere like that and just try to ball out a little bit? I don't know. Maybe. Memphis literally – he, like, disappeared. Yeah, they saw, they, just, they saw playing him. Yeah. Well, apparently he's received interest from Michigan, Illinois, and Kansas as well as 10 others. We're bringing. Well, shit. Well, that's news to me. That well, Wolverine's bringing in Bates. <laughs> De- is that why you brought him up, Ian? That's why. Yeah, I, just, I, had not heard that. I had not heard that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had not heard that. Yeah. Illinois. 
I wouldn't be surprised. They're on apparently they got guys leaving all the time, but they can get fucked too. Yeah. Michigan Double appears Illinois. Michigan appears as the team that's made contact, although not likely that he's truly a viable option. Well, especially if we get this dude from Texas Tech. That Terrence is Shannon, yeah. That's just such a tease. Mm-hmm. Michigan's made contact, but not likely an option. What is that? That's just getting rejected. He's not. He's not going to. He's not going to go to Kansas. So yeah, maybe he'll go to a school like like in Illinois or like. A, Have I you been know. to Lawrence, Kansas, Tom? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I go to Lawrence, Kansas? Like if if KU called you to go, if Bowie was going to KU for basketball, mm-hmm. are you going to Lawrence, Kansas? If Bill Self's still coaching, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. fair. So no, he can Bowie can go play dip one ball wherever he wants. Well, no, I'm saying like if Bowie wanted to go to Lawrence, Kansas, would you be like, oh yeah, I'm there. Why would you want to go to Lawrence? No, Kansas? I'm there. I'm there. Okay, all right. absolutely, absolutely. Well, I, Lawrence, Kansas is a hole. Oh, like, it? Okay. It no, it is awful. Well, they're national champions, you know. I mean, Remy true. Martin. Remy Martin. Of Pac-12 fame. The greatest name in Point basketball it, history, uh, maybe? Great value brand Bruno Mars, as he's called on the streets. Yeah. Also also good. That's that's very apt. Yeah. What do you think about the Coach K uh, farewell tour gone wrong? <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be me, that's for sure. I don't I don't like any of that. Or Jay Wright. More of a Jay Wright kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. He just fucking dropped the microphone and he's out. Or like... You know, even um, who's the UNC? Roy Williams. Like, he didn't have some big phony. Yeah. Like, he just quietly, you know, gave the keys up and to Hubert Davis. And, yeah, I don't know. Coach K, is a, he dyes his hair for the last 25 years. He's a loser. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, because one, obviously, it's like, in a sense, Coach K is making that about himself. Yes. It's also an enormous amount of pressure to put on players mm-hmm, of, like, mm-hmm. Hey, we know this is our last year, his last year. Maybe they would have known internally anyways, but now everybody else knows they're yeah. expecting us to do something crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they still made it to the final four, but to lose the last home game mm-hmm. to your rival mm-hmm. and to then lose to yeah, them in the again, final four. Yeah. Um, good times. Kind of backtracking just a second, talking about the transfer portal. We see like thousands of guys yeah, it's wild, in the man. transfer it's wild. portal every year. To an extent, like I see people saying, like, "Hey, it's that's okay mm-hmm. because if they can find a better place, great." And hey, if that means they learn a tough lesson and means that there's no place for them to go, yeah. also great. Yeah. But does it? Do you think it hurts high school recruiting at all? Because like, does that take roster spots from guys who would be recruited as freshmen if teams are literally being like, "We're not actually going to take any freshmen. Yeah, we're just, just swapping take the- dudes around the league." Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't blame teams for doing that. It's a no. known commodity. Yeah, and, like, I'm all for, like, player empowerment. So like, I'm fine with that. I have no problem with people being able to leave and be, you know, eligible right away kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, it definitely hurts high school recruits. I and mean, there's just not as many spots available anymore. And you're definitely going to be, like, a deep, deep bench guy because, yeah, they're probably going to bring in some fourth-year dude or now, like, a fifth-year dude and who's going to soak up most of the minutes. So, yeah, it's definitely shitty for them. But in a sense, then it also helps feed these like G League Select, mm. Overtime Elite, yeah. or, like whatever Pacific Coast League mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost helping these other high school plus leagues yeah. that are trying to create themselves. Mm-hmm. It it's also weird... reduces the one and dones. 
if you do go to the college route and you're at the end of the bench, if yeah, you decide to go to it Duke does, and it does. at the end of the bench. Like Caleb Houston was like a projected to be like the tenth or fifteenth pick, and then now he's not going to get drafted. So yeah, it would it does prevent that as well because yeah, you don't get as much of an opportunity. And I honestly think a lot of like dudes like him will stop going to schools like Michigan because it's so many times you see these like top ten high school recruits go to like a big school like a Michigan or like a Kansas or like like a unc and then they just like don't play in their first year like they when they get the opportunity to start every game yeah but and, and or like they don't play well because like they aren't they're they go from being the man in high school to like you're a spot-up shooter now and it's like well i don't yeah. i can't get hot that way i don't i don't get a feel for the game and like houston was like yeah like you didn't you didn't do much this year in a couple of pretty good games but like yeah you go from being the man to being someone who just like barely touches the basketball and like some dudes just can't handle that they need to be the man to really show their skill or but he also i mean using Houston as an example he could grow into the role and learn to play basketball in that role and i think maybe it could ultimately it doesn't have to happen in one year mm. you know what i'm saying i feel like he shouldn't have gone to michigan like i think they play like you guys play like a fairly slow brand of basketball and like back to the basket yep. center like he should have gone to like an arizona or like uh you know somewhere where like they play fast like a ucla and arizona that's where i would have gone if i were him and and played fast and like open transition basketball because that's where he was so good for canada in the u19s and like i just don't feel like that was really optimized for him at, at michigan and, and what's crazy about him too is like he's kind of he he reminded me of that classic kind of like trope of the guy who always is always is a volume shooter mm-hmm, type mm-hmm. deal but so a lot of games you'll see him go fucking all for 10 yeah, or two yeah. for 10 uh-huh. and it'll be meaningless uh-huh. but also they'll have a game in which they go three for 10 but those three threes in a row were the run right and right, that's what won right game. yeah and you're like let's fucking you see, go. The, you so, see the potential it gives you little teasers of like what he can do but, but you're right. As I think about it now, the games in which he had good games or scored a lot of points um, and felt more comfortable was definitely in moments where we were pushing right, the ball. Right, like yeah, that. Yeah. He, he just looked kind of uncomfortable in set offenses, which, I mean, ultimately, like at the NBA level, you're going to have to learn how to play mm-hmm. offense in a half-court set mm-hmm, regardless. Mm-hmm. But it's not helping you get to the NBA no. if, you're, if you get exposed exactly, too early. Exactly. That, that's a, mm-hmm, a thing mm-hmm. you have to... Hundred percent, hundred percent. Should we uh jump right into the fantasy five here? Where are you at, Colin? I got. Well, can can no, I get Colin, one? Of course, of course, seg- of course. De- dedicated segment in. Go to the Michael Beasley hour. Well, yeah, something like it, Tom. Okay. But I, I want to. We, we had a viral moment today, and I know you're a multi-sport athlete, hmm. and so I think this <laughs> is the the perfect time uh to get your opinion on a controversial thing that happened in sports today. Okay. Uh, in and I want yours as well. Okay. Um, I, we are uh, T. Gray's fans uh, on the on the podcast. Mm, I would say mm. uh, Miguel Cabrera. Ever heard of him? Chasing three thousand hits, which is a historical thing in baseball. Uh, for those of you who don't know, only thirty two people have ever done it in over one hundred and twenty mm-hmm. something years of baseball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, once in a lifetime event is what it's been dubbed. Uh, he's currently sitting at two thousand nine hundred and ninety nine hits. Um, today they're playing the New York Yankees. Uh, Miguel Cabrera is still chasing that 3,000th hit. Um, and the Yankees uh, at Miguel Cabrera's last at bat of the day, uh, with runners on second and third and two outs, uh, the Yankees intentionally walked, uh, 
Cowards. Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> um, Cowards. Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone, manager of the Yankees, proceeded to say it was strategy um, that he wanted to. He liked the lefty-righty matchup uh, with Austin Meadows coming up. Ironically enough, uh, Austin Meadows after they walked, Miguel Cabrera comes in, hints a two two RBI double um, off after they intentionally walked Miggy. So my questions for you both Mm -hmm. are one, is it soft that they intentionally walked Miguel Cabrera? And two, are they excused from it due to this element of strategy, lefty righty matchup in baseball? No. (laughs) (laughs) Cowards. Um, Yeah. I mean, I obviously am biased. I think it was soft, but I also do understand why they did it. I mean, like, if I had no skin in the game or Mickey wasn't going for his 3000th hit, which he, they could even say he had multiple, he already had what three chances before that at bat to do it, whatever, like in that situation, not in this 3000 hit vacuum, not a crazy thing to do necessarily. But as somebody who also had money on, on Mickey to get his 3,000 hits today, I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, seriously, we're going to fucking intentionally walk the guy? Um, but as we said, the baseball gods told him to get fucked. Austin Meadows, recent Tigers signee, ducks on the pond, eat him up, eat him up, go Tigers, go. Go Tigers, go. And, I, and I've said it once, I've said it before, if we 500 by the end of April, plan the parade route, baby. We're going down, we're going down Woodward. Tommy, do you watch baseball at all? No. What's your baseball now? <laughs> no, I have some very harsh um, views on baseball. I mean, it's America's past. Exactly. Not, not I think past any past. sport where you wear a belt and a hat is not a sport at all. <laughs> I I kind of agree with that. Um, it's funny too because, like, as a kid, your baseball pants were elastic or like right. which makes much more yes, sense. Yes. Football was the same way. Yes. Football pants. You got a belt in football. Have belts, but baseball, football, the belts. Even when I was in school, were these like nylon? Yeah, they weren't like a baseball things. belt. Baseball belts are are leather. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, what they, baseball belts were y'all wearing? They, baseball belts are leather. leather. I don't know what you're talking. about. Yeah, and you wear glasses I, and you I, can I, chew tobacco while like you play. Like, what kind of sport is that? Yeah. What other sport can you use tobacco products during the game? <laughs> I figured that would be a plus for you. It's a huge plus for me, but it just it delegitimizes <laughs> the sport. Marshawn Lynch is ripping Hennessy before every game. That's in, behind, that... that's behind closed doors. Like let them rip, let them rip Hennessy, let them do whatever they want. Also, fun tidbit. Speaking of that, yeah, I don't know if this is what you're also going to say is that apparently they were smoking a lot of weed in Orlando during the bubble in the NBA. Oh well, yeah. I that was not what I was going to say, but I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, apparently a lot of players were smoking a lot of weed in Orlando, which is hilarious to me. Yeah, I like that. I is was it hilarious with, too because uh, it's the magic, or is it hilarious because just no, the whole bubble, just the whole, oh, the whole bubble. Yeah, yeah, not the magic. They weren't even there. They were not in the playoffs. <laughs> the whole bubble. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah was just smoking a ton of weed. Yeah, which is like so funny because they were all just trapped together. They had like no women. They had like no one. They were just smoking huge amounts of dope together at disney at disney <laughs> Love it. Mm-hmm. um i was gonna say one of the funniest things i i've seen on twitter in a while oh maybe not a while but it got a good pop out of me when i first read it um marshawn lynch and macklemore yeah grammy award winner yeah uh both became minority owners in the seattle Kraken. yes 
And so the headline yeah, is like Kraken ad minority owners, Macklemore and Marshawn. <laughs> somebody called tweets and goes, Macklemore is not a minority. <laughs> that shit was funny, man. <laughs> so good. So good. It's like sometimes Twitter yeah, it was is like Macklemore is not a minority, actually. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Fuck. Uh, that's what I live for. Those are the moments I live for scrolling oh, on yeah. Twitter. Oh, yeah. Macklemore's not a minority. <laughs> yeah. Someone's thinking they're being smart and just being an idiot. Uh, which is absolutely great. Very um, good. With that in mind, mm-hmm. people who are smart about something, mm-hmm. you guys want to uh, jump into your Fantasy 5 battle? I do. I know, do I know Colin's going to pick some ridiculous players like he did with his jerseys last time. <laughs> I, so I, I will um, set the stage here because Mr. Munz is participating. Yeah. Okay. Fantasy this Five. Is, everybody knows the rules. This we is great. This is the first time you're introing the Fantasy Five. This is the first. Well, it's, it's easy now because we told the people we're not giving the fucking rules every anymore. No. The only yeah. rules that you need to know is it is a snake system because mm-hmm. it does separate us from the animals. Mm-hmm. We do live in a society. Yes. Society. Washington. <laughs> um. So Colin and Tom are going to pick essentially if they were a GM in a brand new draft, fantasy draft, all players are available, but they have to create a starting lineup. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a, a dedicated player in each of the of the positions one through five mm-hmm. or point guard through center, depending on how you refer to your basketball positions. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. Quite so we do have to pick a center. It's not a three forward, two guard system. I mean if, I, if someone's gonna have to guard, you know, Embiid, Jokic, you're gonna have to have someone in big man. I okay, I can, I can, can I? So I have to have a dedicated center. No, I mean it could just be a like, big. It could just be a big. Okay, like yeah. if you want to make Anthony Davis the center, go for it. Three guards, uh, three guards, two bigs. Three, yeah, three guards, two bigs. All right, cool, got yeah. it. Well, like yeah, like Ish. three front yeah. court players or three like back court players and two front court players. Yeah, yeah. cool, on board. Like yeah. That. Um. Do you, Colin? Do you have something to flip for a first pick here? Or do we want to give it to our guest as, True. as gracious host? Uh, I mean, I always no, we gotta have, flip something. You know, the the Webfoot Battalion. Uh, there you go. Coin. Flip it up. Webfoot Warrior Battalion. There you me. go. Uh, so, Tom, uh, head. Would you like the Webfoot uh, Warrior Battalion seal or the University of Oregon seal? University of Oregon, baby. Let's go. No Mariota's at Webfoot. <laughs> and, and we've got we've got the old the old Webfoot. Okay, you go first. Seal. You go first. All right. Um. Uh, so I guess one more question: Is this a draft for like the future as well, or are we just drafting right now playing basketball this I'm year? But it, today, but no, you do go injuries in. count? Like, if guys injured right now, does it? No. Okay. I guess. Nope. Yeah. But it's, but it's today. Count. Yeah, it's today. Okay. And I got. I just got to win one game today. Yeah. One game today, if this player is at their best, fully healthy, yep. video game style. Yeah. Give me Giannis. Fuck. Uh, so I get two. And- you got two picks now. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I- you get two. I wish I had first pick now that I, now that I think about it. I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick Jokic and KD. Ooh. Both I like on that. the big board. Both on the big board. Yeah. I like that as a combo. Yeah, so I think do I. Jokic being a good passer can can help spread the floor a little bit. Yeah. All right. Uh so I got two back to back picks here. 
And I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna mess around and take Joel Embiid and Steph Curry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like, I like how <laughs> so I, I like how this is looking. So I got two now. You got two. And and you gotta keep you gotta keep your your two guard or three guard two forward setup. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Doncic and Kawhi. Ooh. I feel like Kawhi has been lost in the shuffle because he hasn't he's played this year. So that's, he's so incredibly yeah. good. That's something that's crazy about the NBA though, is like talking about the young guys, mm-hmm. right? Like there's so many guys who blow up every year and have great seasons. Mm-hmm. That somebody who is a perennial all-star finals MVP champion mm-hmm. gets hurt for a year yeah. and isn't even a part of the conversation mm-hmm, at all. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. So we have one, you have two, and then we go one, one. Uh, I have two, and then you have two, and we're done, right? Well, I only have one spot left in my starting lineup. I'll pick four guys. Oh, it's two for me and one for you. Yeah. Two for me, there one you for you, and we're done. Yeah. Um, I need some athleticism. Okay. I admit that. So I'm taking jaw. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Bold. No, not even that bold. Um, and, and last, I think, oh man, I, I'm torn here and I'm torn between you guys. Uh, and you're going to roast me. I don't care. Uh, give me Devin Booker. Wow. Give me LeBron. Yeah, I was wondering where LeBron was at for you guys. Yeah, so I got a fucking starting lineup with Doncic, Leonard, LeBron, Durant, and Jokic. That's dirty. Defensive, <laughs> offensive, big. They're all big. The shortest dude is Leonard, who's 6'7". Yeah, but my team's just going to run you up and down the floor. We, we With Devin Booker, John Morant, Steph Curry, Giannis, yeah. and Joel Embiid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good team. That's you know that's that's tough. Mer- this would be a game I would like to watch. This, this is, is literally Steph- the it's Wait, the gazelles have, versus the bears. You have Steph, like, Morant, Booker, Embiid, and Giannis. Yes. Mm. Just grace and speed. That would be a, playing point. That'd be a very interesting Steph. game. That would be a very interesting game. Steph is playing point. I mean, I think. I think Jokic and Embiid kind of cancel each other out. I think Jokic will play good enough defense on Embiid. Jokic is obviously a much better passer. Um, and can score. And can like, score no. 30 points. Like, Embiid's probably a little bit better of a scorer, maybe. He did win the scoring title. And then, wait, who's your four? I would your even four? give... And then it's Durant, then it's Durant versus Giannis, which is like, you know, they're, they're pretty, evenly, out. pretty evenly matched. <laughs> yeah. And then what it would be... Your small forward would be Booker. No, Ja. Small forward? It would have to be Booker. Ja's 6'2". Oh, would... What's Devin Booker? 6'1"? 6'5". Oh, okay. oh, I didn't know he was 6'5". Yeah, he's 6'5". I, I didn't know he was 6'5". So okay. then, All right. I mean, Leonard clamps the hell out of him. Like, Leonard clamps Booker. Okay, I could see that. And I then your two quiet. is Ja. This is where I probably get in a bit of trouble because my two is LeBron in this situation, or LeBron's my three. Like, like you know what I mean? So he probably right, gets which okay. Does Ka- Ka- Kawhi clamp Jaw? Yeah, Kawhi clamps Jaw. So then LeBron has to guard Booker, Booker, which I would like that more. Right. Yeah, that's better probably. That's better. Oof. And then Doncic has to I, guard I say... Steph, which is like they're both going to score a lot and like do a lot. 
Yeah, because what I'm most concerned about is how does Cullen's team match up defensively against your against Tommy's team? Yeah, Watt I mean, city. <laughs> I mean, Embiid's obviously a yeah in huge the paint anchor. for sure. Yeah, and like Giannis is incredible, but I mean, LeBron's jaws gonna guard LeBron. That's not gonna go well. And Booker has to guard. And Booker has to guard Kawhi. That's gonna get roasted. The, the Booker Kawhi matchup is because I think my team's better on D. That's probably the big thing because LeBron can but be I, the but, best player in the league on D when he's engaged. Like he can be an absolute problem. Yeah, I just don't, yes, okay, defensively he can, but I don't think LeBron is necessarily offensively a, just a crushes job. Did you watch him this year? He put that team on his back. He was he didn't play any defense. He didn't care at he all. He just went he just, on his back to the eleven. He just went. He just tried to go for the scoring title, and it was glorious. He just put the team on his back to the eleven seed. That was great. It was a okay. So that this is a question that I had that uh, didn't didn't make it into the uh, main show of hmm. things. But w- what are your guys' thoughts on LeBron and where he stands? Like what he has left in the tank. Obviously, the Lakers weren't great this year, but. Anytime I watched him play, LeBron was getting 35 or exactly, something crazy. Exactly. Man. He was wild, man. I mean, to be able to score that many points at his age is is wild. Like, I I feel bad that I think it's kind of his career is probably done. Like, not not like like he won't win another championship is what I think, which is which is sad just because like, I don't think he's currently good enough to, like, lead anybody to the finals anymore. Like, he's just not quite quite that. He's still incredible. I don't think he has the energy to do that for an entire season because you have to play all season to get a good a good spot in the playoffs. And like I still think he could do it in the playoffs if he absolutely had to, with a little bit of a better roster. But he just he can't carry a team all regular season and playoffs like he used to be able to do with Cleveland. That uh, that's so true. I think uh, LeBron, Father Time is undefeated, and I think mm-hmm. Father Time is finally catching LeBron at least to a degree. And LeBron has stuck his nose in so many roster moves that he yeah. he can't. But like again, like dig out of the hole. I don't think I still think for one game, I absolutely want LeBron James in my starting five. Like for one game, he can still be the best player in the world. I think like he still has, sure. he still right. absolutely has that. So like, but yeah, for a season and then postseason, that's that's a lot to put the brunt on him. And like, if Anthony Davis is never going to be healthy, then like, yeah, they. I mean, not to mention the terrible moves they made. Like you, I don't know how it gets better from here. Like it, they're praying they can trade Russ, but like I don't imagine anyone is gonna take him. Like you saw these rumors. I mean, I said that when the Rockets traded him. Yeah, exactly, right? And like now he's had the worst season of his career. He's not willing to like change his game, his style at all. So like he's they're I don't know, they're in a lot of trouble. He's gonna get paid forty five million dollars next year, which is completely ludicrous. Hey, triple double king. Yeah, who um, cares if you have two, 10 points in each stat? It's an arbitrary <laughs> bullshit thing that we put important. <laughs> two other LeBron questions, because I agree. It seems like, I mean, he carried, literally carried bad teams for a long time. Mm-hmm. Still can put up a lot of points, but seemingly can't be like the guy to get them to a championship game. Does he ever accept to be a role player? One and two. He talks about wanting to play with Bronny. Mm-hmm. We don't know what Bronny's going to be. Let's say Bronny, though, becomes an NBA <laughs> player. The Twitch what? feed saw a great eye roll from Tom yeah. at the mention of Bronny. I don't think Bronny but has the, shown anything that he's going to be a first-round draft pick. But even so, l- let's say he was a lottery pick. So what? Like, 
LeBron trades himself to whatever team drafts Bronny, or he tells the team to fucking mortgage everything to go draft Bron. Like, how the fuck does that work? I think it's a pipe. I I think it's a pipe. I think it's a pipe dream. Like, I don't think. I think. Hold on. Doesn't it work because LeBron just just signed a series of one year contracts? So at the end of the yeah, he can. Bronny gets drafted, and then LeBron just goes and signs a bet's minimum for yeah. Oh, he can do that. That's the whole thing. Is like he can basically set up like a. Because Bronny's a senior, so he would get drafted the year after next. Next, right. So he, yeah, he could do like earliest. a series of one-year deals. Yeah, earliest, exactly. So like, I don't think it's going to happen. I think what pro- you probably see happen is like maybe he leaves the Lakers, maybe not, and and Bronny gets picked as like a, at best, like a late first-round pick, more likely undrafted free agent or a late second. And it's a spectacle, and he does his farewell tour, and he, you know, gets to play a few minutes with his son on a team that's like probably not very good at all and that's that's really it. What about Bryce? What is that the second son? Well it's crazy. I'm actually, like super nerdy as a kid. Yeah and I I'm I saw some report recently that's like he's better than Bronny at the same age. Yeah that's what I was seeing too. Yeah, and I'm like is, I, I was like what is because they had chubby like, like nerdy glasses. yeah like nerdy chubby little kid with glasses and like yeah apparently he like balls out he's like a crazy shooter. So like who knows? I don't they're both not very tall. That's the problem. It's like they, his wife is too short. Like Bronny's oh, probably gonna max it. out at six two. Why are we? What are we woman shaming here? <laughs> no, this he, is four women by women. No, I mean, yeah, you should, you this should, is an FWBW podcast. You should only, you know, you should be looking for women five eight and taller if you want to have baller kids. <laughs> like my wife's How five nine, wife? five nine and a half. Wow. So you you're saying you did it right? Yeah, I mean, I put in the research, I put in the work, and you know, <laughs> she read the scouting report. Yeah, I read good athleticism, coordinated, good golf swing, quick was, hips. Yeah, all of it. Ever it was all check marks over here. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bronny's probably gonna max out. Like, I think he's six two maybe right now. Maybe he gets another inch and a. Maybe he gets to six four. That'd be a blessing. Six five. I don't think he will. Maybe Bryce is taller, but. He's going to be a point guard. I don't know. I haven't seen much from him. He's been injured. I think it's a bit of a pipe dream. Okay. Fair enough. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So we've reached the conclusion of the episode here. Mr. Bridger, anything else that you would like the people to know about basketball, sales, life, What do you got going on in your life? Marriage. Plug yourself. Well, tradable bits. well, yeah, I mean, Tradable Bits is growing like crazy. Um, if you're a team, big or small, that needs digital engagement, cor- you know, digital partnership activations to sell and, and first party data collection, hit me up, Tom at tradablebits.com. Uh, we're growing like crazy. It's been like a whirlwind of a kind of year, you know, grown like 10, 12 people in the company, you know, starting to really mature from like a late startup to a legitimate company that has offices kind of in Australia and we went in Europe and, you know, now we're getting an office space out here in Victoria where I live. So it's, yeah, it's growing a lot. Um, it's very, so are you the CEO of the Victoria branch? Uh, I would be the most senior person out here. Yeah. You never know, you know, but like literally it's like a, just like a satellite office. No, it's like Victoria would be like a satellite office. Cause like a bunch of developers and I live out here. So they're getting like a little like space for us to work out of Lenny's Lenny's still uh, VP. So um, yeah, no, we've, we've grown a lot and it's, it's been exciting to kind of be a part of and, and see it uh, continue to grow and, you know, got to close a lot of deals here before uh, August 31st. So I'll be grinding. 
Some big names Absolutely. coming. Some big names coming to trade with this platform. I Ooh. see it. I see it Check in the future. Yeah, you'll see them on. You'll see them on the LinkedIn. Is there a tease you can give the people? No, I won't. I won't jinx it. I won't jinx it. But you know, <laughs> there's there's some there's some big names coming uh, come down the pipeline. Absolutely love it. Hopefully, also big commission checks for the boys. Hopefully, hopefully, we got we got mouths to feed. Hungry, fat, hundred percentile weight and height children that need to be fed. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to follow the journey. Monsters. Mr. Mons, any last words for the people? Uh, I got nothing, man. Uh, 3,000 is a big deal. And uh, NBA playoffs are fun. Watch them. Mm-hmm. NBA mm-hmm. playoffs are fun. Uh, I understand that they're trying to like plug NBA TV. but Whoa, Memphis went ahead. Yeah. Memphis went uh, ahead. What? Ooh, ooh. Ian, I do have something. I do have something. Uh, as we dubbed you last week, you did pick your NHL playoff team, Minnesota Wild. <laughs> Last week, Tom, who do you got in the NHL playoffs um, for this year? Give probably, us your cup winner. Probably my Nuckies, honestly. Okay. I don't. Are they in the playoffs? I don't think they're in the playoffs. I don't. I don't, I don't think they're in the playoffs, but I would go with my Nuckies either way. Colin's uh, the only one on this podcast who knows anything about hockey. The, the Nuckies are in the run. They're not yeah. eliminated by any stretch. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, but uh, the Nuckies, I and I'm fact checking real quick. Uh, the Nuckies are, if the playoffs started today, the Nuckies would be out, but they are Damn. not statistically eliminated just yet. That's all I need to hear. You're saying there's a chance. There is a chance. That's coerced into taking the Minnesota Wild, but you know, I feel okay about Probably it. Probably the Panthers. They're like they're, you know, they're a really good team. Panthers are a good team. Panthers yeah. are a very good team. Uh, Calgary, Colorado, good teams. Minnesota. You don't want to. You don't want to root for the people who play in the Scotia. Banks Saddle Dome. I love the Saddle Dome. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely. I was not. just doing a report on uh, retail banking. Oh yeah, including Scotia Bank. Scotia. Yep. So I got to write a bunch about the Saddle Dome and uh, you know the MLSE deal or ML. Yeah. MLSE. MLS-E yeah. Deal. Big client of ours. Big client. Forty mil a year. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. nothing. Nothing light nope, for Scotia nope. Bank. Putting in work. People. Yeah. Great bank. Great. Oh, is it a great bank? No, I'm an R- I'm a Royal Bank of Canada guy. RBC. Oh, little RBC. Ooh, RBC. RBC. Yeah, you know it. You know it. What about BMO? Maybe CIBC. No, maybe TD Bank. No, we don't. Whoa. Big five? Wow. No. Yeah. We know. We don't mess with any of those. We we we've been loyal to RBC our whole life. Okay. I'm ro- okay. We're royal. We're royal out here. We love the queen. We love the it queen. It is Victoria. <laughs> we love the it's queen. Victoria. It is Victoria. That is a royal name, and also probably an English queen at one point. Um, yeah. let's see if I can remember the outro here off the top of the dome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fellow degenerates, like mm-hmm. the three who you just listened to in your ear holes for the past, you know, hour plus until next time, keep your head on a swivel. Try not to get laid the fuck out.